Wow, it really seems like forever, but I finally got my laptop fixed and, well, I kind of did. I'll explain in a second. Let's get started. Okay, long story short, my laptop crashed. I thank God that I backed most of my stuff up to Dropbox and Google Drive, but um, it was a nightmare. I had to take my laptop to Apple, wait two weeks, I guess, until I got it back. And then when I did get it back, I had to download this program again, and my producer who I used wasn't available, and I had to figure it out on my own, just like everything in life, right? Um But yeah, that's that. This episode is going to be fairly short because I really have no idea how it's going to turn out because I don't trust myself with um, this technology. I'm a priest, you know, give me the sacraments, give me theology, give me philosophy, but don't expect me to learn this platform uh, overnight. But in any case, the Padres are looking eh, sort of well, nothing too crazy. They could be doing better, but I still have hope. You know, we still have many more games ahead of us. Well, not that many more, but we still have enough games ahead of us for us to at least make the wild card um, and hopefully make it to the playoffs. And I just realized how loud my refrigerator is in my office. And I'm not sure if you could hear it. I think the mic is picking it up, but um, I'm sorry if you're hearing that very annoying buzzing sound. I actually have to listen to it before I go to sleep because I also have the same refrigerator in my room. But, um, well, I'm doing a lot of complaining today. Okay, we shouldn't do that. Let's be thankful for what we have and the things God has gifted us with, right? Okay, today's topic. How to properly go to sleep and how to properly wake up. And you probably think I'm joking, but I'm not. Because the Basilica hymn that I'm going to be commenting on, according to the Chaldean liturgy, is the fourth Sunday of repentance. That's the liturgical cycle we're in right now. And it says this, Rational mouths confess you, O good one who ordered creatures, and who placed a boundary for the day, and whose word does not pass away. For when the day's work is completed, and it has fulfilled its operation, it rests in its weariness, in a temporal sleep, and binds for us in its dusk a figure of death and burial, And in its dawn, it awakens the sleeping... Oh, refrigerator just stopped. Um, Okay, sorry. Uh, It awakens the sleeping from their sleep as it preaches to us about our resurrection and renewal. Okay, the author of this Basilica hymn is drawing the correlation of the night being a symbol of death and burial, and the day's dawn is correlated with resurrection and renewal. And I really wonder what would draw this author to correlate these two realities together. But the first thing that I think about is, so if you ask yourself, what do you do right before you go to sleep? And what do you do right when you wake up immediately? Okay, I have a sense that a lot of people go to sleep either going through their Instagram feed, Twitter feed, clicking around, Facebook, I don't know, and waking up, grabbing their phone immediately, checking all the messages, maybe missed phone calls, depending how popular you are, 
Um, and after that, going on social media, spending a good 45 minutes to an hour on that. And then maybe getting up, grabbing your phone again, checking it again as if something new probably came up. Um, just like, you know, when people open the refrigerator uh, two times in a row, thinking the second time, you know, there magically be uh, some food in there. But I think this is really important, guys, because what we are concerned with before we go to sleep and wake up says a lot about who we are. And I wouldn't be surprised if the unnecessary anxiety we have in our lives stems from this. Because when we automatically resort to other people's lives on social media, when we are so concerned with what this person posted, what this news article is about, whatever, so on and so forth. It's sort of a diversion of the things that we need to take care of in our lives, right? Because we have our responsibilities, whatever we have going on in our lives. And those things, those responsibilities that we have in our lives are meant for us to cherish and take care of and try to be the best at them as we can. So what's the remedy for this? Okay, you probably think because I'm a Catholic priest, I'm going to tell you, you know, make sure you pray before you go to sleep, pray when you wake up. I mean, I will say that, you know, it, you should be doing that. So because the author of this Basilica hymn was correlating death with night and resurrection with dawning, I think we should look at it in the same light. Because let's say we pray before we go to sleep and pray when we wake up that is uh, still activity that our intellect is doing. After that, there should be some form of silence because let's, I mean, let's look at it Christologically, right? So Jesus, when he died, there, you know, they crucified him. Uh, the Blessed Mother and John uh, were at the foot of the cross looking at Jesus. And just imagine the stillness in that. Imagine the solitude that they both had. And like we know with Mother Mary, she ponders many things in her heart. That should be the attitude we, we need to have, you know, before going to sleep, that stillness, just complete silence. And I don't mean silence by trying to go to sleep. No, even before try to go to sleep, there should be silence. And that silence should sort of get us to start examining ourselves and really putting ourselves in the presence of Christ. Because not everyone lives, you know, with a chapel a few feet away from them. And you would be surprised how much that would improve, number one, the unnecessary anxiety that we cause ourselves that I was talking about earlier. And number two, the peace uh, that we have during our sleep. And the second half of this is the resurrection. So what happens when Jesus resurrected from the dead? There was silence, but there was also a virtuous conversation Jesus had with Mary Magdalene. And this is a model for us, right? So instead of waking up and being concerned with the news of the world, we should be concerned with sharing that stillness with Christ, and then letting that be the driving force of the virtuous conversations we should be carrying throughout our day. 
And this is something really crucial to wrap our minds around because, look, even the secular society understands that there can be an excessive amount of phone usage. Because look at what Apple did. Apple added the feature of screen time, where someone's able to track how long, how many hours, how many minutes they've been on their phone, uh, specifically with certain apps, so on and so forth. Honestly, that's great. But if the secular society is doing more than we are to control our excessiveness with our phones and uh, the obsessive personalities we might have with other people's lives, I mean, that's problematic. And that's something that should change, you know, because typically what I hear people saying is, oh, yeah, you know, I do that during Lent. I give up social media, so on and so forth. I mean, that's great, you know, to give... Uh, these things up for Lent, but you don't only have to do that during Lent, right? So it's okay to fast and give things up outside of Lent. God wants you to do that. Jesus said during his ministry, you know, how are we able to fight temptation? How are we able to overcome sin? Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting is what unlocks uh, us from any slavery to anything that's temporal in this world. And I really think this is what the author of the Basilica Hymn wants us to understand. And I hope you enjoyed this. Again, like I said, this is going to be a short episode because I really have no idea how it's going to turn out because I have to do this on my own. But yeah, this is Father Daniel with the Chaldean Priest Show. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, please make sure to reach out to me. But until then, see you next time.